It's been said that most people die at age 25 and wait to be buried at age 65. So the big question is this. How are entrepreneurs like us who believe in God and read the Bible preparing for the financial danger that the bankers and brokers do not want us to know about? How do we resist a life that's less than we are promised and hold on to our dreams so that we can live in fullness every day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the secret. My name is Nate Scott, and welcome to the Life is Rich podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Nate Scott. Now, as you know, I wrote the book Life is Rich, How to Create Lasting Wealth as a principled-centered, biblically-based leadership program focused on personal growth and entrepreneurship, specifically written to address the fact that 77 million baby boomers are retiring and facing a cash flow danger, and 66 out of 100 people age 65 earn less than $30,000 in retirement. We've got to solve that problem. You know, the reality of it is is that most people have no idea what they're facing. And that's why I take you through seven questions in seven minutes to reveal the seven-figure cash flow danger that no one is speaking about. Taking very good care of yourself in each and every area of life. Remember, the American dream of financial freedom is alive and well. And whatever that may mean to you, you can have it if you'll simply invest the time to learn how to get it, you've got to know the strategies. You see, there are two ways to increase your cash flow. You can either save money or you can make money. Today, as you're listening to this, I want you to really, really focus on the saving money piece. I want you to understand that you've got to be able to do something with what you currently have, and I'm going to introduce you you today to a strategy to allow you to take your current dollars, redirect them for better usage of those dollars, and then once you have that full understanding and you're in agreement with that concept, then and only then will you then be in the right position to be able to go out and make money through helping other people. So grab your pen and paper, be ready, sit back, relax, and just really have an open mind. Be open and receptive to the information that's going to be shared with you, and then go back and do your due diligence, and I look forward to serving you. So, Jeff, if you would, please just share your, your story. Well, let's, let's take you back in history. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. Um, for many years, I've been an entrepreneur, working for big companies, trying to find my way in this world. Started a few small businesses along the way, retail, wholesale, restaurants, things like that. Tried to make a name for myself. It wasn't easy. It was actually quite a bumpy road. And I realized that I had to find something that would work for me because not everything works for everyone. But I wasn't afraid to work hard, and I really wasn't afraid to keep looking. So I made a few mistakes along the way financially and took some bumps and lumps, and I eventually ended up you know, being introduced to a home-based business, which I never thought I would ever be part of. I've never been attracted to that. But what caught my attention was they had a company where they didn't ask me to make an investment. They had a company which services the consumer. And I thought, wow, this is a pretty interesting concept. And it wasn't multi-level marketing which attracted me as well. I liked the idea of what this company had developed. And now they're quite old now. They're 30 years old. I've been with them 19 years. It's been the most, most successful thing I've ever done in my entire existence. And, and so let me give you a vision of what this company had a, a 
message to the general public 30 years ago. They're a big, giant consumer manufacturer. They're competing with Procter & Gamble, Lever Brothers, Johnson Johnson, Colgate-Palmolive, the big consumer manufacturers here in America. And they pretty well make almost every single product that you would find in your Walmart, your Costco's, your Sam's Club, your Publix, your CVS's, your Walgreens, your basically your drugstores and your grocery stores, those type of consumer-type items, the everyday products, the toothpaste, the shampoo, the mouthwash, the laundry detergent, and so on. And that's what it is in, that industry has been very successful over the last 100 years because it's an industry that people have to go and buy. I mean, no matter what the economy does, you're brushing your teeth. No matter what the economy does, you're washing your clothes. And I saw that piece, and here was this little company. They were a factory, a manufacturing facility in the United States. They manufacture American-made products in a factory setting. What they decided to do 30 years ago was open up their factories to the public. So the consumer in America could go right to the plant and order wholesale direct company really kind of didn't want to sell to retail stores or wholesale to anybody. They wanted to bypass all that. But they did something even, even beyond that. They actually decided to go green 30 years ago. There was no such thing as the green movement the way it is today, but they, just, they called it natural back then. And so they started to compete head-on with Procter & Gamble in a natural setting, which is pretty outstanding if you go back in history. What attracted me was I was always looking for an opportunity where I didn't have to get hurt, where people didn't have to invest money? Is there a chance, is there some methodology where the little guy could have a chance? Not the big superstar. There's all kinds of movie stars and you know, famous sports figures and all kinds of high-end business guys that they, maybe their family wealth, I'm not sure. But the little guy like me, what's out there for the little guy? What really caught my attention was I found something for the little guy. And it was so appealing, the fact that they had a brilliant concept. All they were doing was opening up their factories to the public. So the consumer in America could go and shop right from the plant, wholesale direct. They could undercut the prices of the stores because they made everything themselves. They made everything natural. And they really have never had a price increase in 19 years since I've been with the company. It's been pretty outstanding. Wow, wow. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, let me ask you then. How did you get introduced to that? What was going on in your life prior to? Oh, well, you know, after, <laughs> interesting, after being involved in my own businesses for many years, not having success the way I wished it would have happened, banks didn't support me. I went to work for a very large um, corporation in America, uh, very, very large, owned by Victor Kayam, um Remington Corporation, and I was an employee. While I was working for that company out of Toronto, I had a call from my boss out of Chicago, and he said, I think I have something you should look at. And I didn't know what he meant by that. But his message behind the question was, I want you to look at something because your position at the company is going to be eliminated. They're closing the Canadian division down. So that was my introduction to being, he uh. suggested I take a look at this, which is interesting. I wasn't open. <laughs> <laughs> but But what happened was, he introduced me to a gentleman up in Toronto, Canada, who had been with the company for five years. And, and I'm kind of a real stickler. I wanted to make sure this was a real company and, and it was something that I could do or something everyone could do. Because I, I don't get caught up with those whole multi-level and all those type of companies. Mm -hmm. I'm not attracted to that at all. I'm attracted to something where the little guy can make money or, or something that works. So 
back then in 1996, December, I asked Ed if I could look over his reports, and I was impressed. He had been with the company for five years. All he had done was introduce 56 consumers to go buy a membership and go shop wholesale direct. And the cost of their membership was, was meaningless, it was $29. I said, wow. He says, what happened is the customers fell in love with the products and they started referring their friends. And every time someone referred someone to the plant to go shopping, they were sending referral commission checks. His check grew so large, he was earning over $30,000 a month. I thought, how is that possible? Wow. I said, what about me? Could that work for me? And then I said to myself, why not? They make natural products. The prices are like Walmart. If the customers get hooked on their products, they're going to keep buying them from somebody. It just made sense, common sense. And what attracted me even more than that, Nate, in the fact that this gentleman back then in 1996 had a real customer base of consumers buying products that they really used, and which led to a long-term residual income for him. Mm. Well, well, you know, Jeff, what's interesting timeline-wise is that in June of 1996, the week I graduated from West Point, I got introduced to the world of personal growth and development and entrepreneurship via the industry of network marketing. And for me, like you, I wasn't the rah-rah guy. I've never been excitable about things of ideas of possibilities. The the reality is is that I walked into this room full of happy people, and, and at least I was open and receptive. And what I walked away with was I never knew about picking up books and going to seminars and being around successful people and I didn't know what the possibilities were. And so throughout that time, I took that experience coupled with my, my background as a thinker and a, and a guy that could run the numbers, and I, and I saw what was possible, but I saw the flaw that the network marketing companies that I had been exposed to and, and has carried over now 19 years did not have a true consumer base a true customer that was going to buy independent of the opportunity. And that's kind of my sniff test. My sniff test has always been, if I don't recruit anyone, can I still make money? So uh, I'm very excited to hear your, your, your story and what you saw by looking at the numbers and being able to kind of see that documentation because most people that go out here and pursue things don't have that fundamental understanding because it's not shared and it's not taught and they're just going off of a hope and a dream without anything being tangible. So I really appreciate what you're telling me is that you found a company and you've been with this company for 19 years where you actually have a real customer. That's interesting because that's what my original attraction was. I looked at his reports back in 1996 and what I saw month after month after month was the consistency of the consumer purchasing products. Coming from the corporate world where I came from, yeah. it was business. Companies had to survive. They needed end-use consumers. They needed to have a real customer. If they didn't have a real customer buying consistently, you wouldn't have a long-term business plan. That was the attraction. The attraction was seeing these customers buy months and months and years at a time and thinking if you built some kind of a customer base in your own, in your own ability, could I get paid on it long-term? And that would allow people to get out of debt, allow people to save money, allow people to, to change their lives. And that's what's happened to me in, in the 19 years I've been with the company. It's never, ever not grown, ever. My consumer wow. base, my consumer base of purchasing customers has consistently increased every single year for 19 years. And, the, um, and what's interesting is if you look back at my reporting, my reports now, 
You'll see customers buying for years, 10 years, 5 years, 18 years, 17 years, and you're going, why? They're not building a business. They're just consumers because the company had to deliver quality, the company had to deliver price, had to deliver on time, had to do everything possible to capture that consumer because there's a lot of competition out there. So you're, you're just now said, and let me make sure I heard you correctly, you said that in 19 years your business has grown year after year. Is that correct. correct? Correct, absolutely. Well, well, I tell you, that's that that's fascinating, and, and I, I guess I'm taking a little bit back because, you know, I, I've had some hiccups, personally speaking, and and you know, had a great run where I, you know, hit from zero to five million over a seven year period, but then I got wrapped up in the Great Recession and ended up going from five million to zero, if you will. And during that time, I'd already had in my 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 background the former of the former CFO of a company that was 155 and 500 fastest growing companies, but it just happened to be a mortgage and real estate technology company. And so, tell me what what is it about your 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 business, your book of business, if you will? And I'll use that term because I'm a former financial advisor. So, so I understand about building a book of business. So what was it about your book of business that has kept people buying? How, what, what kind of product line did you have that allowed it to continue to grow even when other people like myself were going through a recession of some sort? You know, you know I'd break it down this way, Nate. If you look around and you, and you analyze the world we live in and what products and services are available, there's two different categories. They're the products of the need products and the products of the want products. You know, I'd want a new car. I'd want new clothing. I'd want to go on vacation. I'd like to go for dinner. I'd like to buy new furniture. I'd like to do a number of things. You'd like to do that. But then there's a number of consumer manufacturers that have products that you have to buy, like mm. toothpaste, shampoo, mouthwash, laundry detergent, basics, raw basic products, fundamental ingredients that Every single person buys every single month, regardless of what they tell you. And if you look back just over the last number of years, we had a bit of a hiccup here in Florida. Uh, the economy took a real dive. It's coming back now, but if you think back then, you, if you looked around what was happening, you had Walmart, you had Costco, Sam's Club, you had Publix, the grocery, grocery chains, you had the pharmaceutical chains like the uh, Walgreens and the, Wal and the CVSs, still expanding even in the tough times. Yet every other industry was taking a turn backwards, closing down stores, closing down operations, and yet those basic consumer manufacturers, the ones that sold retail products in the consumer category, kept chugging along because the, if you think about it, when you take the four largest consumer manufacturers here in the United States that have been in business for 100 years, they've totally controlled that market. Procter & Gamble didn't make, get into the mega-billion category by accident. They built an empire by consumable products. That was my attraction. So when Melica came along and I looked at their product line, wow, they're making almost 500 products. They're all consumable. There's a toothpaste, the basic, basic, basic ends and greed. So if they can keep their prices low, mm. if they can keep their quality high, and if they can make them natural and the consumers keep buying them, I got a shot at maintaining a long-term customer. That's what I saw, Nate. Wow, wow. And not only saw it, it sounds as if you also experienced in – uh, from a practical basis, not just in theory. It sounds like you, you've got enough uh, behind you to know that it's 
you know, that your projections were real. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting. If you talk to a lot of potential business people and you talk to them about what they'd like in their future, and they really have no idea. They're just hoping, in a, like you said, hoping something's going to work for them. They're not really experienced in terms of dynamics and what can go wrong. I mean, there have been people that have made money in different uh, industries. But if you want something which is interesting, and I use this for phrase, um, residual income, that's sometimes used wrongly. Very mm-hmm. hard to get residual income. It's almost impossible. If you wrote a famous book or maybe you were part of a movie scene, or a, you might get some residual income from that. But the attraction to this business model was the residual income. The fact that I've been paid over and over again every single month for my book of business, as you referred to. I've got a book of 18,000 customers who love the products, and they're not calling me. I'm not the company. I'm nothing more than the person that facilitated some way for them to be connected. And I'm just getting a little override every time they purchase products for their personal use. And I think, what a brilliant concept. Yeah, yeah. And if, and I, through my research and what I understand, it's simply I become a customer, and then after I become a customer, I simply help you to establish an online account so that you can also become a customer and shop. And then from the dollar that you shop on a monthly basis of items in which you have over 450 plus to choose from, whatever that sales volume is, then I would earn a potential commission. Is that right? Correct, yeah. yeah. It's, even, it's even more simple than that. Um, really what I've done is, and anybody can do this, is first off, you'd become a consumer yourself and fall in love with the product line. You'd have to believe in the company and the products and the pricing and how they work and comparable to the industry, the marketplace. And if that happens, then you can easily suggest to others to test out our product line. Give it a try. You're already buying from Walmart and Costco and Sam's Club and Publix and CVS. Go, go, go here to this factory and order wholesale direct. They, customers love that idea. Then they go shopping, and every time a consumer shops and purchases products, you'll get a residual income commission from their purchases. Yeah, it really is that simple. Wow, wow. You know, I, I ran some interesting numbers because in, in, in Chapter 11 of my book, I entitled it Residual Income Retirement Planning, and, and I did that before ever knowing about Meluca. And, and what's interesting is that 19 years I've, I've laid out what it should look like but could never find anything that, that fit. And so in looking at your, you know, what's possible and, and some of the compensation associated with it, what I noticed was that with only 20 customers, 20 customers, a person gets paid 20% commission on their personal customers. And so I ran the numbers. I said, with 365 days in the year, if a person simply referred one new customer each day, and they did that for an entire year, to finish up the year with 365 customers. And of those 365 customers, average $50 in shopping each month, which um, that would be $18,250 in sales. And so if that customer base of 365 
each orders each month, that's 18250 in sales revenue to Melaleuca. Now, they pay 20% for that personal effort, which means that a person would earn $3,650 each month on a residual basis, which is $43,800 annually without ever having to get out of bed. But what's really powerful when I bring it back to that retirement danger that no one is talking about is that in order for someone to receive $3,650 per month, they would have to have a, a nest egg, let's say in their 401k plan or something. A 401k plan would have to be $876,000 put away assuming a 5% rate of return. And I tell you, when I look at those numbers, knowing that, that most people are, are barely scratching 100000 put away in their 401k plan, it's an amazing, amazing uh, solution that just goes directly in what I share in Life is Rich, How to Create Lasting Wealth. And so uh, tell me, Jeff, how long, 19 years you've been with the company. I just now said a person had only just one customer personally a year. Tell me, in 19 years, how many customers have you enrolled? Well, I haven't, I haven't actually done what you suggested was to go out and get one a day for a year. I've been with the company 19 years, but in the total 19 years, I've, I've introduced 140 customers to become members in mm. 19 years. So that's not really a, a big number, but the fact that they give me residual income on the customers that other people refer to, so the customer base is growing exponentially beyond my control. And that's pretty nice residual income when you get an override on other customers because you're trying to, you know, out of my 140, this is interesting, out of my 140 customers that I've personally introduced in the last 19 years, only 19, only 19 of them are referring other people. Wow. Only, 19. Gonna, 19. The other 120 so folks are, are just customers. They love the products. They have no intention of ever doing anything. But the 19 folks picked up the ladder and said, show me what to do. We'll work together. And over the 19 years, we've taken those 19 folks and built a consumer base now of about 18,000 customers. Wow. You're saying that out of 140-some-odd people that you personally enrolled, mm -hmm. that only 19 were people that were going out to be business people? Correct. That's right. And you didn't try to convince the other 120-some-odd oh, no, no. to be business people? Well, they understand who we are and what the company does, but... The reality is that not everybody wants to work at a business, which is okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we, what we really need for a business to work is we need customers. So we're, I'm thrilled yeah. to have them as a customer. And it's okay. And if they ever wanted to do something, they can. But I'm not going to push them. That's not my job. I don't want to right. I wouldn't interfere with that. But the few that stood up and put their hand up and said, hey, what about me? I really would like something to work for me. Those are the folks I, I went to work with. The 19 of them. <laughs> And then what has that roundabout, what does that amass? I mean, what, what does that mean? I mean, what does what 18,000, I mean, what kind of revenue or what kind of income, if you, if you don't mind, just roundabout, does that look like? Well, I know most people would be upset when I'm going to tell them what I'm going to tell them, but it is what it is. I can't change it. Last month was $122,000 for the month of September. 
so far I've earned a little bit over, just for myself, a little bit over $14 million. But, but you know, what's interesting, this is the fun part, inside my database of customers, which is 18,000 customers, 17,000 of them are just consumers. Of the other small portion of about 1,000 people who look at this as a business to some degree, I've helped 100 of them, more than 100 of them make a million dollars already. So I've changed lives because people were open. And what's nice, the company's being honorable. They deliver on time. They take care of the customers, and it's been a long-term venture. They see the future. They, Mel Lucas sees what I see. I see 30, 40 years from now. I don't just see next weekend. Most people, in my opinion, the problem we get caught up with is worrying about tomorrow. What am I going to do tomorrow? I've got to pay this bill tomorrow. What about next year? What about 10 years from now? It's like you're, you were talking about your book. I'm sure your book talks about planning for the future. That's kind yes. of what I saw. Wow. So, okay, so a million, that's, that's, a, that's, that's pretty significant. What about what what about a little bit less than where else? I mean, because a lot of times you have people that make a lot of money and then people make no money. So, any other success stories? How about you know six you know hundred thousand or anything else? I have I have over four hundred and sixty people that have earned in excess of a hundred thousand dollars. So that's significant. And you know if you can teach people to which our company does, I like this piece of what they promote. It's what's one of the reasons that attracted me. They're very much into getting folks out of debt, taking the dollars you earn from our company because a lot of it's part-time income, pay off your consumer debt, your your loans, your visa cards, what have you, mortgages. And if you can reduce those expenses, this is what I've learned over the years. If you can eliminate someone's debt, it isn't how much money they make, it's how much they don't owe. And that's what makes you rich is by not having debt, in my opinion. Oh, that's strong, very strong. No, I definitely appreciate you saying that. So so with your numbers of 140 and only 19, well, that's, that, that's you, but do you have any examples of, of anyone recent that has gotten started and, you know, you know got some customers and, and whether or not those were true customers versus how many of them were actually, say, business builders and, and and what kind of success does that have? Do you have any 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 recent stories? Because 19 years is one thing, but how about within the last six months? Well, in the last six months, um, I actually started working with a few individuals in the Orlando area. In the last six months, we've, we have created over 10 six-figure earners. They're earning over in excess. I know Scott himself has earned a little bit over $160,000 in the last six months. I, I'm sure the company's taken his his debt load and reduced it to zero and you know in, in a short period of time now he's engaged full blast there's a lot of people that are part-time with us and still making you know 100 or 500 or a thousand quite a few so we've built I'll give you sort of our example Scott introduced in six months 30 customers to go shopping out of his 30 customers 10 of them picked up the business side of it and from those 10 folks we built a consumer base in the last six months, about 800 customers shopping. And from those 800 customers, we've developed a whole raft of stories of people who are getting out of debt. And I think it's just the best thing in the world. And that's recent stories in the last few months. Yeah. Well, what about the reorder rate? How, you know, one thing is getting people in, and a lot of these different opportunities um, that obviously are not like 
what you are involved in, but what kind of consistency do we have with reordering? Well, it's interesting that you would even bring that up because if you talk to somebody typically in a home-based business and you would ask them what's the reorder rate, they wouldn't even know because it's not something they would, the company would even tell them. In our company, it's probably forefront. It's the number one most important ingredient because if you think about it, my job as a business person is to introduce customers. The company's job is to maintain my customers and look after them. We have been running a 95% reorder rate company-wide for the many years now. It means 95% of the customers ordered last month are going to order again this month. But just recently, in the last two months, that number's increased to 96%, and that's a substantial increase. It might seem like only a 1%, but that's a huge, huge change for us. And we've done a few things that have compelled our customers to be better customers, stronger. They started incentivizing the customers for learning. So we start teaching. Well, when a new customer joins our company, the company trains them on the products and sends them little videos and asks them to watch a few little small two- or three-minute videos. And, and if the new customer listens carefully and pays attention and answers some of the questions on the video, they, they actually pay that customer $100 in free product just, just to watch the video. So what the company's done is they've really solidified the consumer teaching them who we are and what the company does compared to what's in the marketplace and customers start to order more. So that little piece that we changed about a year ago has increased our retention by 1% and 1% is, is huge, monumental. Um, I'll give you an example. The electric company doesn't have a 90%, 96% reorder rate. So I'm giving you, so I think we found something that you hit the nail on the head. I mean, my whole goal here is to try and maintain the same customers I've had forever because that's long-term residual income. And that's a book of business that you can do something exactly. with. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, yeah, I'll tell you, I really, really appreciate, you know, the time which you, you've invested with us today. I'm, I'm very excited to, to be able to just get this information straight out, you know, to everyone that's listening. And, and if you've got an opportunity to listen to this call, then that means someone thought very highly of you and really just wanted to make sure that you've got some good information. As you guys know out there, my promise is to educate, equip, and enlighten and empower you based on biblical teachings and to help you to really, really get the right information. I want to teach you how to think versus what to think because that's the same way that I train my soldiers, knowing that if I were to get killed on the battlefield, that the mission would still have to take place. Well, there's a serious mission that we have moving forward, and I want to help you to make sure you make a safe journey. And it all starts with you getting the right information so that you can make an informed decision. So I hope that you found tremendous value in what we've shared with you today. I want to thank Jeff. And Jeff, do you have any parting words for anyone that is considering um, the information which you just now shared today? Well, my, my parting words, well, I appreciate you getting me on your, uh, on your call with you. Um, I would say that uh, I was skeptical going back 19 years ago. I'm maybe skeptical because you're worried about different things in the world. But what's nice about the company that, given a little bit of posture, is they support everything. They take care of anyone. And not, for instance, if a consumer were to buy something and they were to use it, they could refund 100% four months later, even if they used it all. So there's no one can get hurt. Everyone can take a chance. So if I were to leave this thought, where in America could you open a part-time business to generate extra wealth to pay off your debts, 
we didn't have to take any risks and have to invest any money. I think I, we found the magic bullet, and it really works. I look forward to working with anyone, and um, I appreciate you guys spending time with me. Thank you for listening to the Life is Rich podcast. I'm your host, Nate Scott. Remember, if I tell you, you'll forget. If I teach you, you'll remember. But if I involve you, you'll learn. One way to get involved is to rate, subscribe, and leave feedback on iTunes by answering the question, what did you like best about what you heard? One of the problems faced by Christian entrepreneurs striving for success is having an alliance with like-minded people working together for a common, definite objective. Would you like to join a community of Life is Rich soldiers? If so, please rate and subscribe to the Life is Rich podcast on iTunes and text GROWTH to 904-204-0846 for the link and this month's free book. Again, please rate and subscribe to the Life is Rich podcast and text GROWTH to 904-204-0846. Again, my name is Nate Scott. Take care and be blessed.